Welcome to Leading to Sales, everybody. My name is Brett Williams, and I will be your host as per usual. Uh, I am really excited about today's guest. So today's guest is Christoph Trapp, and you've seen in the in the post of this that um, Christoph has an expertise that I, I'm excited about, frankly, because I do it to some degree, but I think the expertise that he has is even going to help us make this show better. And so Chris just re released, um, I believe it was last week, his book, Going Live. And he's going to come on today to talk to us about the power of maximizing live to really get the mileage out of your content. Um, I mean, so many companies today and even so many entrepreneurs you're producing content consistently, but you don't see the per, you, it's performing. You don't see it getting the results that you want. And so what Christoph specializes in is moving your marketing and communications from happening to performing. And that jacks me up because that's, that's a big line that a lot of people have a challenge crossing. And so I'm excited to, to bring him on. I'm going to do a little bit more in-depth intro and let him introduce himself right after our intro. And we'll be right back. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Hey, Christoph, welcome to the show. I'm pumped. I'm, uh, I feel like I need to be running on the stage, but because of COVID, <laughs> We're all been sitting in the same chairs for the last 12 months. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. This I told my, my wife, I'm not sure if I'm becoming part of the chair or the chair is becoming part of me, but it's, uh, it's just part of it. Well, you know, I got this gaming chair now, which I bought last year and, and people keep saying, are you a gamer? I'm like, no, but it's super comfy. <laughs> exactly. It's like it, my back doesn't absolutely feel like it's broken after I get out of the chair. Yeah. Exactly. So before I have you do an intro of yourself, um, I want to point out one thing that I mistakenly left out here at the beginning of the intro. And this is the this is one of the things that just to kind of sprinkle a little pixie dust, because most people um, may not be overly familiar. Most of my audience may not be overly familiar with with all of the value that you're getting ready to drop on them, Christoph. So I want people to really tune in because today in today's world, here here are some of Christoph's achievements or, or how people view Christoph. Um, he is a global top 14 content marketer, top 40 B2B marketer, top 100 customer experience thought leader, and top 24 digital marketer. If you check out his blog, which this will be a plug on my part, so it's, it, I guess it's not really shameless. <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> AuthenticStorytelling.net. Um, and this is a recognized blog that is a valuable resource when it comes to any type of marketing. Not above and beyond all of that, we're going to be talking about going live today. And when it comes to podcasting and going live, he is a top 5% podcast or top 5% podcaster. Um, and, you know, the thing that excites me, like I said earlier about having you on, Christoph, is this book that, that just released that I've been, you, you uh, extended me the opportunity to kind of start to go through a pre-release copy. And now I need to order and, and get the new one on the way. Um, it's really going deep about the value of going live when it comes to podcast and your content strategy. And it's, that's just so huge today. So uh, before I go like just dive into all of the content, <laughs> do a quick intro of yourself and let's talk about, you know, what you've got going on. Thank you so much for the pixie dust. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, so seriously, I, I grew up as a journalist to uh, learn how to tell stories, connect with audiences. I know that's not how most journalists would describe journalism. But at the end of the day, you know, that's kind of what you learn how to do. Um, and then I moved into uh, corporate communications and marketing. At some point, we started calling what I do is content marketing. And the thing people have to remember is there are specialties in all those different areas, right? Yep. If I'm a good content marketer, that doesn't mean I'm a good whatever else, right? In marketing, like they're all yeah. special categories and, and the bigger companies get the more specialized people become. So I really focus on content marketing. How do I stay in front of my audience? How do I stay connected? And you know, how do I share value? And that's ultimately how they're going to remember me and my company and you know, <clears throat> anybody I work with. And what I found, I started doing a podcast. I've done a podcast probably for, I don't know, six years, but it was kind of very you know, entry level, so to speak. And then I started doing one to like to all the channels two years ago. And then maybe about a year ago, Jason Falls, I was on his show, the Jason Falls show at the time, <coughs> excuse me. And he was live streaming it. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if I should do that. How do I do that? And what I found is that when companies, so now everybody's doing podcasts, you know, and right. if they're not doing them, they're talking about it. Exactly. So I said, so I finally came to the conclusion that yes, you should do a podcast, but if it's a brand new audience, right? A brand new network. So it takes time to build it up. And what companies do is they, they start one and they have like 20 downloads if they're lucky. Yeah. And it's not worth it. But if they live stream it to the existing channels that they've built all this time on, that's, you know, they can have hundreds of views. Yeah. I had an Amazon Live the other day, earlier this week, Brad, 26,000 views. I, you know, that's, I mean, why wouldn't I take advantage of that? So yeah, my point is I've consistently made that jump to what's the next strategy? What's the next thing? And then most importantly, how do I tie it back into with everything else? So I'm live streaming as part of my SEO strategy, live streaming as part of my pod, uh, uh, podcast strategy. It's part of yeah. everything. It's not just a live streaming strategy. And that's, I'm very motivated and interested in in learning new things, trying new things and see what works. Yeah. So you go into a lot of, and we were talking about this earlier, you go into a lot of the, what I call the nitty gritty in the book. Um, and so, you know, I mean, right now, you know, for anybody that's tuning in, I know you have so many people that tune in already that are doing live shows. Um, you know, I'm on live shows a lot. I've got a large network of people that are on live shows. And this is one of those things that, um, you know, a friend and mentor of mine, Jeffrey Gittimer's is very big on as well. And so what I love is he really kind of handles the high level, the the theory and the mindset behind it. And then your book is like, hey, let's go get down and dirty and let's talk about how we need to do this and, and get our hands dirty. Um, so for those people that are in that early phase and they're, they're, they've just recently started a show or started it within the last six to 12 months, they're already starting to live stream. You know, what, what are some mindsets or tips and tricks that you can even give them as they're working to build their audience? So the biggest thing to remember, you see our fancy setups, right? We also, I got an 18-inch ring light up here. I'm sure it looks like Brad has something similar. I got a 4K camera over here. I don't even know what 4K means, but it's, <laughs> it's bigger than HD, I guess. So, nope. you know, you don't need all that stuff to get started. I started with my iPad. I started with my iPhone. You know, I've done I, iPhone recordings for my podcast for a long, long time. And I just got all this stuff recently. Now, 
at some point you do need to get good equipment because it is a differentiator, right? If, yeah. if there's a terribly sounding podcast. So for example, um, if we sound terrible because I don't have a good mic, you know, people might not listen to this show, even though bread might sound great. Right. Right. So at some point you do need to upgrade, but the first few episodes, it, it's like you're learning anyways. So yeah. just start. The biggest thing is you have to start. Yep. And Marcus Sheridan also said this in his book, the visual sale, people have to think of these things as conversations. So don't think of it as you're on air. I'm very aware we're, we're on air. I get it. I got a light <laughs> in my face. It says on air on the screen, live eight, nine minutes into the show, you know, all this stuff. I get it. We're on air. But I think of it as a conversation, you know, yeah. just have a conversation, share what you know, share value, um, sometimes be funny or try to at least, you know, I mean, it depends, depends on your audience. My kids don't like any of my kids, my dad jokes. So <laughs> I guess that's the natural transgression, but, but you have to like, just really start. And I can tell you this content that doesn't publish or content that doesn't go live in this case will never perform that, yeah. that pot, that um, Amazon live the other day with 26,000 views, it had no chance to perform until we went live you know? Yeah. And we made some last minute changes actually it was funny because I didn't realize that she had a book or what the book was. And they have like these uh, brand personality um, uh, cards, you know, for like an exercise. Uh -huh. And I added that last minute, you know, and basically she used them on air. It was awesome. And so, uh, but you don't have that chance to win. If you don't go, you have to get out there and, and share your knowledge. That's so true. So, you know, one of the things that I love about live more than anything is it allows you to connect both like you're talking about in a conversational way, as well as with your audience live while you're doing it. And, you know, some people have gotten onto me saying, Hey, Brett, you know, you're repurposing this audio for a podcast, <laughs> but you're engaging commenters. And I'm like, Hey, you know, it's just, people should know it's, it was, it was recorded live and that's okay. Um, and we don't edit any of that out. That's just because we like it to be raw. We like it to be real and relatable. And I just, I need to write that down sometime because I just realized that's like three R's, which should mean something in marketing, right? Um, <laughs> so, you know, what have you seen that the the difference, whether it's from, you know, that single solopreneur all the way up to the corporate B2B space, what are you seeing as the difference with live streaming and, and once they've gotten started and all that? Yeah. The, so first of all, I think there's a lot of people that struggle with it to get started because so a podcast, you can approve and you can disapprove, right? And and you can yeah. edit things out. And once we're talking here, we're like, this is it. Whatever I say is going on the air. I, I know there's a little bit of a delay, but you can't edit it out, right? It's no, just I can't. a delay that, that <laughs> happens. And so people, companies and people and companies need to think about how do we do it? What are we going to talk about? How do we get started? And in theory, it's easier if, if it's just by yourself, but... You know, even if you're by yourself, you still have to think about what do you want to talk about? What can't you talk about? What's off topic? You know, all those different things. Um, and, and that's, I think, the biggest hurdle. Now, once you get into it, it's magic because yeah. everybody now is on board that you don't need to approve everything before it publishes because it's already publishing. And, and you kind of what you do is. You get rid of approval hell. And I think we're all familiar with what that is, right? Yes. Like people yes. over edit content. People do stuff that has no impact other than your <laughs> mental health, quite frankly. And that's what live helps you get around, you know, because just get your expert on the show. I give you an example. 
six years ago when I was at MedTouch, we would go to these big hospital systems and we interview doctors and then we write the articles, right? Right. And that's not a new model. That's not just MedTouch. I mean, all kinds of companies do that. Right. <clears throat> but this is the same model, except I'm interviewing the experts on air. And then I write an article. So instead of just writing the article, I also do that. And here's the other thing to keep in mind. Typically, out of the gate, the articles perform the worst. Now, long term, they might perform yeah. better because of SEO. But like the first week, they, they perform the worst. And the, the, what's the, the interesting about that is they took me the longest. <laughs> you know? Exactly. The thing that took me the longest is performing the worst out of the gate. So when you do live streams and once you get good at it, you can really do them pretty quickly, you know, and yeah. you can do them relatively simply. So that's that's another reason why I would recommend them. Yeah. And that's I think it's one of the things that I love. And, and you were talking about that kind of fear to get started. Um, I know people uh, and I say I know people. I'm kind of talking about myself, really, um, <laughs> that have in the past suffered with that perfectionist mindset. How can I get everything perfect? How can I make sure everything looks perfect or whatever? And I loved one of the things that you talked about in your book, and it was just a little blurb that you put in there, but this happened to me a couple of weeks ago is I was in the middle of a live stream. Now it was one of the ones, thankfully that I do that I did by myself. So I didn't have a guest sitting there stranded, but I, I was 20 minutes into a live stream and my power went out in the middle of the day, sun's out it's beautiful my power just goes out and i was like crap and so like i'm sitting there trying to get back on my phone because the tool that we use which is Streamyard, it just kept streaming live in the background just with nothing on it so it was epic so i had to hop on my phone but i know that there's a lot of people that kind of suffer from that um zig ziglar i don't know if you're familiar with him much at all but zig ziglar used to call it getting cooked in the squat yeah um you know half a mind a gonna do a <laughs> So one of the things that I found was whenever I first started doing videos and they were the polished, I won't call them polished. They, they were the first videos I did that were not live. I think the first video I did had 40 some odd takes, literally. Because as yep. soon as I started stumbling or said something that I didn't feel like made sense, <clears throat> I was done. But then as soon as, as soon as I started going live, I overcame that. Like it was that action. And I know in your book, and I, can't, I think Marcus was the one that, that you quoted saying, take progress over perfection. Yeah. And the other thing is there's no such thing as perfection anyways. Like, do you know what so I mean? Yeah. And especially yeah. the other thing, and Jason Falls is actually the one that I keep quoting him on this. And he said this to me is there's 47 dominoes that have to fall. And when you go live, and most of them are out of your control. So you can control yes. your internet. The internet goes out, the internet goes out, right? To, I mean, it's not your fault. Um, <clears throat> the guest internet could go out. Um, who knows? Like my kids are upstairs, right? Early out today for school. And maybe their internet isn't working on their device. So they're restarting it. Like that's a little bit more my control, but still not. Right. Because they're going to do whatever they want to, quite <laughs> frankly. <clears throat> so, you know, you just kind of have to go with a flow. And you know, so I grew up in Germany, Brad, and I was talking actually at a German uh, content meeting, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And I said, not to quote foreign languages here to everybody, but I said, when you do this, you got to be locker, locker bleiben. And what that means is you got to relax. Something doesn't work. 
instead of going, oh my goodness, why is this not working? We're going to look so bad. No, you won't. Nobody cares. <laughs> you should be lucky if people even tuned in. Do you know what? Let's be realistic, yes. you know? It's like I, I joke when people only put their calls to action at the end of the article. And I said, you're very, I mean, you're an optimist, <laughs> you know? It's you're you're so assuming true. people get there. <laughs> exactly. It is so and, true. You know, I want people to read my stuff too, but are they going to get to the end? I don't know. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they just skim. So keep all those things in mind that there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Now, I have some backup plans on how I now can rectify that. Maybe not quick enough. So, you know, right. when I schedule to uh, LinkedIn and, and YouTube doesn't care, but LinkedIn is pretty nitpicky. If you're missing the schedule time, I don't think they let you go live. You have to be on the, on the dot or if you go early. And um, who else? Twitter is not a big deal, but there was somebody else. Face, oh, Facebook. Facebook has, yeah, some sort of limitation, don't they? 10 minutes, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so my point is, if you can't go live, don't sweat it. Maybe delete the schedules. Maybe just do an audio version for the podcast or reschedule. When I first started doing this, I would do this. And um, my guests, so when this happened a couple of times, the guests would go, oh, we can't go live? I'm like, yeah, it's not working. We can just do the podcast version. And they would go, oh, well, can we do it later? <laughs> <laughs> so they saw the value, you know, they saw the value in the live part as well as the podcast version. So yeah, uh, definitely would recommend that. That's awesome. <laughs> so as people are doing this, I, I think one of the things you talk about um, toward the very early part of your book is you talk about how you do want to kind of go in with the right expectation, like you're talking about, you know, you don't want to go in thinking, okay, well, I've got, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the switch live tomorrow and there's going to be a 10,000 viewers or a thousand viewers or even 500 viewers because I grace them with my presence, but that it is the longer game. So what are some tips and tricks you can give people to potentially accelerate that game just a little bit? And it is a long game. I, there's no question, but what can you do to, to accelerate it? Well, one way to accelerate it that I found is by live streaming it. I mean, that is by far the quickest organic way to do it. And also from a workflow perspective, I'll give you an example. My biggest, my, my best performing podcast episode, podcast only, was 43,000 right? Or 46, something in the forties. Right. My second one was like 20 some thousand. So now my best highest performing live stream ever was 26,000. Right. So it's already creeping up. And in general, my, my, my podcast, my uh, live stream episodes get anywhere from one to 5,000 viewers, you know, yep. like that's really unheard of like that quickly in podcasting. So that's, I think the biggest thing to do it. Um, the other thing is you could also consider some paid promotion. I'm not a big fan of that a lot of times because click-throughs are going down and down and down, it seems. Uh, but yeah. you could do that. The other thing is have guests on the show. Have more than one guest on the show because here's what happens. Unless Brad totally treats me like, you know, whatever, fourth-class <laughs> citizen, which he hasn't. He's been a fantastic host. But I want to share this everywhere, right? I already shared yeah. it on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure I shared it on Facebook. Yep. So that's another way to do it is, you know, you have guests on the show who will share it. I'll give you I'll give you an example. I had Seth Godin on my show and Seth linked to me from his website. And every, you know, every once in a while, there's still people clicking from his yeah. website because he has, I'm sure, a ton of traffic. Oh, yeah. So, you know, invite guests on, 
I honestly don't usually look. I mean, Seth is kind of a no-brainer. You know who that is. But yeah. um, I typically don't, like, I look for substance versus, like, audience size. So I don't go, yeah. oh, this person has, like, a huge following. I need to invite them on. But then their content blows, you know? So right. I usually, like, run across people, see things, and invite them on, whether they have 100 followers or 100,000 followers, um, and then, like, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Uh, what what came to my mind when you said that was uh, substance versus celebrity, um, and I love that. You know, it's I've seen it. You know, depending on on who we have on, where we see someone who is what I would call not they don't sit in that celebrity top tier influencer status, um, but they like you're saying they have really good substance, and our views and downloads will go through the roof. Um, but then you turn around and you have somebody who does more sit in that celebrity and it's a lot more generic content. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we've seen as well. Um, and and so, go ahead. And the other thing too, when you have people who go, who have like their own podcast and who sometimes are guesting on others on like Spotify and others. So like your podcast now shows up at what to listen to next. Right. Because um, sometimes they do it by topic. Sometimes they do it by name. Yeah. So they might say, you know, you want to hear more from this person or whatever. So that's actually another way to kind of get some of that organic distribution as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to go just a couple, a couple of quick comments here um, for Rocky Mountain High from YouTube. This is live. We are live and we can see the chat. I know you asked that just a few minutes ago and you talked about how I guess you and your uncle just started a channel. It's awesome. Um, it's it's one of those situations where you've got... Uh, so much possibility and you're sitting there right on the cusp of possibility. Um, and then I always like to highlight, you know, the, the most intelligent woman that I know who, who is my wife, whenever she comes in and, <laughs> and pops in with perfection is an illusion and doesn't exist. Always good to get the home court advantage there. Um, <laughs> but so, I mean, as we're going, going on through this, you know, you've talked about a lot of different platforms. Um, I know we have some tools that we use and you recommend some tools in the book. Um, so outside of just, if you will, the hardware equipment technology, what are some tools that you have seen that really help people uh, maximize that live outreach and, and the yeah. broadcast quality? So, you know, at the, at the simplest, you can really just go live on the specific network. I mean, that's how I used to do it six years ago. You, you can still yeah. do that to an extent. It's a little bit harder today to do that because um, we're all in different locations, right? Or not all of us, but many of us were in different, you know, we're all working at home. So uh, tools like StreamYard certainly is one. Uh, StreamYard seems to be really popular. I'm pretty sure like 70% of my, when I'm a guest, you know, they use StreamYard. I, I don't yeah. know why that is, but but it's, you know, it works. It looks great. As you can see, you got the thing at the bottom rolling through. Um, so that works. Um, other tools, I also use Restream that allows me, to say, very similar, honestly. It, it helps me yep. push it to different channels. Um, yep. I can also schedule it, which apparently you can do in StreamYard too. I also use um, Switcher Studio on my iPad. Um, that's like a production software, and I can also stream to, to one channel at a time from there. So I tie Switcher to Restream to up to 30 channels. Realistically, I use seven, you know, seven to 10, something like right. that. Some of them are gamer channels. Um, <clears throat> other than that, you know, you just need to make sure your computer works. Um, you need to make sure um, it's picking the right microphone, which sometimes can be more of a challenge <laughs> than it should be. Like I was on a thing the other day and it wasn't working and 
And I look at, I, I'm like, okay, let me find the settings. And it was like, it picked a mic that I don't even have. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what even is that? So, <clears throat> so I don't know why that happens sometimes, but um, you know, at the end of the day, I think those are the biggest things. Um, I like to have, so right now I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm, I'm not the host, but when I'm hosting a show, you know, I got one screen up where I see restream. So I make sure it's triggering. I see the, the signal, uh, whatever. And then I got my, my iPad pro and I have restream. I have a switcher on there. So I move things around and I do a lot, probably more than I need to be doing quite frankly, but I like it, you know, it's fun. Yeah. I have different calls to action, different things. And, and whatnot. So then I have that. And then on another screen, I typically put the Amazon Live because people are clicking on things and we can talk about that. So for example, if and we're not on Amazon, are we? We are not. That's actually one of the platforms that we have not ventured onto yet. So I would love to hear more about Amazon okay. Live. So Amazon Live, basically at the bottom, you put, put the product. So I put all the things you can see on screen, my chair, my mic, an Air, uh, iPad Pro, my desk, everything. The computer, wow. I think, too, is on there. And then if I'm talking to somebody who has a book, you know, I have their book, too. And that's the featured item the whole yeah. time. So when I had Scott Dicker, uh, Dickers on the show, you know, he's the founding editor of The Onion. He has a new book, How to Write Funny Characters. His 99-cent book, which it was on sale that week, you know, or that right. day or whatever, it's the featured item. So I'm not going to make much money, like, if anybody buys that book because I'll get two cents per book or whatever. <laughs> right. We've got to sell a lot of books. But I always need to put, in my opinion, I need to put whoever's on the show, they need to be the featured item throughout the show. Yeah. Um, but you can buy everything else. And guess what? People click on all yeah. the other stuff. Um, so I have that open on another screen so I can see. And what I do is when I, so you can tell what people are clicking on live. So when yeah. a lot of people are clicking on the book, you know, from the author, I might mention it. I might say, oh, I see you're, a lot of people clicking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, or if I see people clicking on the microphone, I can say, yep, oh, great mic, as you can hear. You know, it makes me sound better. So um, that's kind of my setup, typically. Um, I do try to stay off Twitter, honestly, during the show. Um, I sometimes have YouTube up in another, in another tab, but um, live streams aren't prioritized, as far as I know, on YouTube anyways. Yeah. So, um, you know... It's kind of a, I do it to be there, but I don't expect much doing the live stream. <laughs> yeah, that's, we, we have YouTube there so that we don't have to repost it there. And, and, you know, today we've got, you know, Rocky Mountain High joining us live, which is awesome from YouTube. Um, but YouTube generally is one of those channels that we're like, Hey, we've got it there. That way, if somebody wants access to it, um, then, you know, you can go from there. So I'm going to even unveil my complete stupidity when it comes to Amazon live. And this is what's hilarious because we've been doing the show. I think we're coming up on six or seven months now. Um, and not once have I ever even looked into Amazon live, even though I've had people mention it to me. Um, but where are most people tuning into Amazon live from? So, well, first of all, if you are promoting it, they might see it that way. So I do that sometimes. Um, also it's on Amazon. So if you go to amazon.com forward slash live, um, they're highlighting you know, streams there. And then they put the streams with products that are relevant. So you can see them while people are shopping, okay. um, you know, and people stumble across it. I mean, a lot of times, um, sometimes I just live stream me working, you know, and, and I have all the products um, that are on the, in my office on the, on the carousel. 
And people sometimes will ask me a question. They're like, oh, I'm just looking around for a stand-up desk. How hard is it to put it down? Does it work for 6'2"? And I'm like, well, I'm 6'4", and look how <laughs> it looks for me, you know? And so um, that's kind of how that works. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like with any other network, people can follow you. Uh, and then they get notified of the next episodes. Um, and then Amazon has levels. So when you first start on Amazon, you just got to get some shows in. Yeah, You're not going to have any viewers. You just got to get the hours in. And then once you get to a certain level, you have to um, request to be moved up a level. I wasn't okay. approved the first time. So then I have to keep doing it. And then after 30 days, you can apply again. So then I was approved. And then the insider level, you uh, they show you in more places, basically. Okay. And then the next level up is um, A-list. So A-list, they actually highlight on Amazon.com. So oh, wow. like okay. on the homepage. So you might imagine it, Amazon is like the, I don't know, third most visited website in the United States or something yeah. like that. You know, you can get Amazon, a lot of Google viewers. and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And that's, you know, that I think that's the key that I've seen with when it comes to live streaming is getting it on every channel that you can get it on. And I'm sitting here saying this and I'm not even on Amazon yet. So I've kind of, you know, there's, there's my accusation towards me, but still, I mean, getting it on every channel, because why would you not? I mean, we focus a lot in the B2B and, and more like the, the business professional space. Um, so LinkedIn live is a huge one for us. And, and there is an approval process for that one. And yeah. it's, it's enjoyable. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's where we focus a lot of our time, but I mean, why would I not live stream it to Facebook and live stream it to YouTube? And, and now, you know, that Christoph is, is not really, but kind of calling me out on Amazon. Now that I'm thinking about it, we got to get there, you know, and that's, we've got to make sure that we're, we're getting all the eyeballs we can, because when we get guests like Christoph that are delivering value at this level that in my opinion can help somebody move their business forward in a huge way. To me, it's an obligation. That's just, and it's a personal thing and it sounds frou-frou and all that, but it's just an obligation to make sure that we're putting it in front of as many eyeballs as we can. Um, and, and you know, Brett, why, why wouldn't you, right? Because so for example, I have a book, you know, you have other stuff um, that you could list on there, like your chair, your microphone, whatever, you mm -hmm. know, and why, like, so now people, we say, well, you can go to the link and they can, and they do. But when it's at, when everything is at the bottom, it's just so much easier for people to, exactly. to know what you're talking about, you know? Exactly. So if you're listening to this right now and, and you are in that process of starting your live show, um, I, I just want to take a quick break here and kind of just throw in a, a, a huge plug for Christoph's book. Like I said, I've gotten a chance to read through, through, through most of the pre-release copy and I'm, I'm going to get that, the hardcover on, on its way. Cause I'm just, I'm a book nerd. That's just who I am. I've got to have the hardcovers. Um, but if you have that, and especially if you're listening after, listening after the show, we'll make sure that this is in the show notes, but go to authenticstorytelling.net slash going hyphen live hyphen book. Again, I'll put that, put that in the comments. I'll put it in the show notes for those of you who will be listening to the podcast and go ahead and order Christoph's book. Um, you know, it's the value and the, the specificity, and that's, that's a $3 word to mean the tactics that he gives you in this book. It's not another high level frou-frou book that's just going to, oh, well, this is the mindset of going live. He covers that, but he also gets into the nitty gritty. And that's something you don't see a lot in a lot of books today. So get in there and get that book 
because it's going to make a difference in your in your live streaming journey. Um, and it really is a journey. And I'm telling you, it's this is a passion project of mine now. Um, I started it out like, okay, well, everybody says we need a podcast, so we might as well live stream it. But now it's just become a passion project. Like I enjoy it. I look forward to the live streams. I look forward to getting to know new guests um, and seeing what opportunities we can have to, to help each other out. So, um, I mean, tell, tell me what you have seen. Cause I know people have gone from that reserved. I'm sure people that you've worked with have gone from the reserve state that I was in to, Hey, this is awesome. Um, what are some success stories you've seen from live streaming that, that could really help people maybe take that jump? So restream. So first of all, I, I'm going to use that quote everywhere. This is not just another frou-frou book. Uh, <laughs> we, we go deep into the weeds or whatever it was. So we'll have to, we'll have to play that back. Yeah. Um, so Restream actually says, and of course, you got to remember, they sell software, right, that helps you do this. But they're saying some companies are reporting they're seeing um, increase in sales because they're connecting differently with their audience. Sometimes I find it hard to measure those things because it's like yeah. it's not a direct funnel. I don't know how they did it. So, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll believe that's that that some companies have reported that. I don't, I don't have any doubt. I don't have any reason to doubt it, honestly. We'll call um, it correlation, not necessarily causation. I, I don't know how. I don't know how. They, I don't know how they did it, but that's what they report. I saw it the other day. So um, certainly, I have no reason to to doubt it. Quite frankly, every every experience with them has been good. Um, so, but you know, it, you have to think about. It's so hard to get in front of people, and it's so hard to get in front of people repeatedly. And this is just another way to do that. And it's another way, you know, to kind of build your brand. And so, for example, I produced the Real Talk. That's the Customer Insights Show at Vox Pop Me. And it's just, you know, it's a great experience for everybody, if I may say so myself. You know, everybody gets to share their knowledge. We have awesome guests on the show. And that's another thing. What you mentioned there, you, you it's like networking, you know. Yeah. You meet new people. You hear from them. You kind of share your own stories. I always learn something too every time I do anything. You know, for okay. example, I got to figure out I'm gonna get something behind me that's better than what I'm showing currently. <laughs> like the leading linked. That's kind of awesome. Um, so, you know, but, but there's all those different um, variables of of how it can play back. There's also a strategy. I'm not a hundred percent on board with it, like only. But there's also a strategy where you invite prospects on the show yeah. once again if they have nothing to talk about the show is going to suck yeah right the end yep. so you got to be careful with that now if they bring in a six-figure deal maybe you don't care if your show sucks <laughs> right get it but you're not going to grow the show either so you got to kind of if you do that and you have some bad guests you also got to have some good ones i guess that's yep. my point yeah and <clears throat> You know, that is a strategy because you meet people, you show them how you do it. You'd be surprised how many guests I have come to me and they say, I mean, I actually just got an email while we're talking. Oh, I signed up. You know, I used your link, blah, blah, blah. And so people ask, how do we do it? How do you do it? How do you use this? What was that? How yeah. do you like, you You know, the intro music? I mean, I bet you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but your intro music, I bet you most guests are sitting in this backstage, super impressed when you start that opening. They like it. They're, that's for sure. That's I've never gotten negative feedback on it for sure. Ever. I bet like they're sitting here like me. You know, I'm like kind of dancing. I'm like, okay, time to go. And then I'm on screen without even realizing it. I'm still dancing. So, <laughs> but 
but you know you got to do those unique things you got to sh- you got to stand out and that's it's just a fantastic way to connect with people to get in front of your audience and use your knowledge everywhere and you know you kind of have to go after everywhere especially um because it's getting harder and harder and it really is and right now live video on social is still new so they still yeah. give you preferential treatment if you wait eight years I bet you you're going to have to spend some ad money to be in front of anybody. I don't know if it's eight years or two years, but right now holographic at that point. (laughs) What? You're going to have to be prepared to be like holographic at that point. (laughs) Right. Something else. 8K. Yeah, exactly. 8K, 10K, whatever, whatever the next step step is. No, this is great. So again, if, if you're in the process of starting a show or if you're, or if you're looking at, you know, the, the opportunity and the value of content, I can tell you for us personally, just a personal testimony that would attribute to, to Christoph's point here, your, the difference that it has made in our ability to number one, showcase our own authority. And this is, you know, kind of a personal plug, but above and beyond that to reach more people just because we're going live, it's been night and day. Um, so, you know, we, I see this and I just wanted to make sure I throw this out here. Rocky mountain high, you should, you share your channel all day long. That, that doesn't bother me a bit. I'm not one that's like going <laughs> to delete it out of your comments. Um, but the, the huge value here that you're going to get from Christoph, number one, that, that website, that authentic storytelling.net, if you're in the marketing realm and whether it's content or just marketing as a whole, make sure you go and check out the resources that Christoph has there because you're going to get something out of it. That's huge. Um, and then the second piece, go pick up his book. It'll be one of the best investments. And I'm telling you, in my opinion, this will be one of those things that you will look back on your business, whether you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, or you're a leader in a company, and you're going to be able to look back and say, when I read through that book, when I read that book, and I started to implement what Christoph taught me in that book, that's, that's one of the things that made the difference in our company's content strategy. Um, so just make sure to go pick it up. And, and that you take a look at it and you read through it. And as I say, don't just buy it, read it and then implement it because it does you no good. There is no book out there that's going to do you good through osmosis. <laughs> so, um, Christoph, before we, before we wrap up here, cause I want to make sure I'm respectful of your time. Tell tell me how people can reach out to you, how they can best get in touch with you and where else they can find you. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to Google guys, Christoph trap, uh, C uh, trap on Twitter that works, uh, LinkedIn, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, please let me know you heard me on the show. I'm happy to connect with you. If you send me a message, something to the effect of, hey, I noticed you're a human. I'm human too. Let's connect. I think <laughs> you're going to pitch me in a second, you know, help trying to help me uh, meet my goals, which I haven't set for the year. So I don't know how you know them. Um, so, but please feel free to reach out, authenticstorytelling.net, of course, and check out the Business Storytelling Podcast um, and, and live stream, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Check it out and make sure you're looking at it. So the book title again is Going Live Book. Is there a subtitle, Christopher? I don't ha- Christoph, I don't have it here in front of me. Yeah. Uh, live stream your podcast to reach more people. If you search for a going live trap, should pop right up. There you go. So, and that's T-R-A-P-P-E. So that's the, that's the key there. So with that, um, I'll go ahead and close this out. Christoph, if you want to hang out for just a minute, we'll close out right after this. And um, for everybody who is here and you are listening right now again please make sure go to go check out Christoph's book buy it on Amazon it is available now it was not available just a couple of weeks ago so it is hot off the presses get that edge that you need in order to make sure that you are positioning yourself 
in what is really now the new normal. I mean, we're all we're all glued to our chairs and in our houses now. So reach as many people as you can through that. So with that, um, I do want to let you know next week we will not. And here I am with a lot li- with a guest that focuses on live streaming. And I'm about to tell you next week we will not be live on the show. I'm actually doing some traveling and having some meetings next week, but I cannot express to you how excited I am about the week after next. And I'm going to tell you, you need to make sure that you're tuning in on Monday and Thursday for week after next. Those dates are March 22nd and March 25th, because on March 22nd, we're going to have my friend and mentor, none other than Joe Soto here. Joe is a uh, internationally known business coach and mentor, as well as an amazing marketing leader. And then on Thursday, March the 25th, we are having Frank Figluzzi on the show. Frank is the former assistant director of counterintelligence for the FBI. He recently released this book, The FBI Way. Um, He is going to be on, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to have him on. So make sure that you are ready to tune in week after next, that's week after next, March 22nd and March 25th, whenever we have those amazing special guests on. But with that, I just want to say thank you for all of you who do tune in here on a regular basis. We appreciate your support. We could not do this without your support. And we know that we are making sure that you're getting the value to move your business forward. So with that, I look forward to talking to you next time. And until then, I'm here just to keep reminding you, either give value or don't even bother. Talk to you then.